Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Chamber Pod with Shamanda. As always, I'm Sean Haas, here with the lovely Amanda Creed, and we are super excited to be bringing you another episode. Tonight's episode is going to be talking about the January 25th, 2021 episode of Monday Night Raw. You're so much better at that than I am. Oh, come on. You do... Give give us a Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw! There you go. Very yeah. good. So, uh, we are at that a very exciting week yeah. of programming. Yeah, it's the go home for the Royal Rumble. We are so close to the big one. Royal Rumble and the start of the road to WrestleMania. I can't wait to see what unfolds on Sunday but before then we have to talk about what happened on Raw that's right that's right well how are we getting to Royal Rumble well we saw three hours of build for this show tonight on Raw so let's start telling the people what happened all right we're gonna start off the show as we always do with a couple of hot tags Amanda Kick us off. Alright, so we start off the show with a promo from Drew McIntyre, and then pretty soon, because you know he is Mr. Money in the Bank. Again. The Redux. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Miz and Morrison come out to the ring to tease him a little bit and be like, you know what? You are gonna have a great match with Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Just be careful of how that turns out for you, because I've got this. Yeah, and they even referenced the fact that, you know, Goldberg, he's a heavy hitter. Drew McIntyre, he's a heavy hitter. It's possible, and I believe they even said likely, that both of these men come out of Sunday's Clash with an injury. Exactly. And you know, who better to capitalize on that than Mr. Money in the Bank? So they detail their whole plan mm-hmm. of how somebody might get injured. As all great supervillains do. Yes, it's the only way to do it. Uh, and then, after a, bi- after a while, Goldberg comes out. And he gets out there and gets in uh, Drew McIntyre's face. And the writers did something brilliant. I know, the cat had Goldberg's tongue. Yes, they gave him one line. Very simple. You, me, Sunday, you're next. Obviously, you're next being Goldberg's trademark catchphrase. Exactly. what he utters to everybody. So he has no possibility of stumbling over those words, right? Exactly. So it worked beautifully. And the entire time, Miz and Morrison are on the on the apron with the briefcase going, you really going to let him talk to you like that? Huh? Huh? You gonna, you're just going to take that? What is this? He's not better than you. And egging it on. Yeah. No, th- this was a really good choice by the folks at Monday Night Raw, people writing the scripts yeah. and the higher-ups. They, uh, this is, of course, in response to... A couple of weeks ago, Goldberg's challenge to Drew McIntyre, which was incoherent to say the least. Yes, they gave him more than one line during that promo. They tried it. It didn't work. Right. Um, They learned. Now, I saw a report saying that they were actually scratched for time during that segment. And so some of the things that they had planned 
didn't actually take place, and that's why some of the promo felt a little bit disjointed. But nonetheless, this isn't a Randy Orton who you can send out there with a bottle of water and a bag of chips and turn it into a five-course meal. Exactly. You know, he doesn't have that ability, and there's a little bit left to be desired when Goldberg has the microphone. Of course. So they circumvent that entire process and say, we're going to have McIntyre, our champ, do the legwork. We're going to have Miz and Morrison be the nice little uh, side dishes. Yes. And we'll just bring in Goldberg as the dessert, the cream, the, the icing, the filling, that good part that you're just there to enjoy. Dang, now I'm hungry. All right. Well, this segment wrapped up with Drew and Goldberg each grabbing Miz or Morrison, throwing of a, I think it's called an arm drag. Yeah. Something over the rope. Right. They each hit a finisher. Yep. And then they have the classic stare down in the middle of the ring. The old uh, Hulk Hogan rock stare down. Hollywood Hogan, of course, um, at WrestleMania, that classic stare down. Exactly. Essentially built the business for for those kinds of moments. Exactly. So we'll see the full, we'll see that come full circle. We'll see the culmination of all of that on Sunday. Now, one additional note to bring to light during this uh, segment was Drew McIntyre, obviously recently recovering from his bout with COVID-19. Um, He was off of programming for two weeks in a live capacity, even though he had... Uh, some segments via yes. video chat or a video call. Yeah. Um, but actually very interesting, a lot of the quote-unquote betting odds for this match on Sunday were leaning very heavily towards Goldberg defeating Drew McIntyre. I wonder how that's going to change because Drew McIntyre uh, kind of devoted or dedicated this match now on Sunday to... All of the people who are dealing with the coronavirus and that have throughout this uh, pandemic situation. I would find it a little bit hard to believe WWE going with that kind of direction with a promo if Drew is going to lose. That seems a little bit tone deaf to say the least um, when we are going through, all of us, this very serious health crisis and... I mean, it's not to say that, you know, this industry is built on giving the fans exactly what they want or even, you know, quote unquote, doing the right thing. But I think that I was leaning towards Goldberg and now I'm leaning more towards Drew. So I guess clap it up for WWE because they've done their job. They've confused the heck out of me. I'm... I'm currently in, you know, negotiations and conversations with our special guest for for Sunday. Oh, that's right. So I can't reveal my leanings Ooh, at the moment. That is that's a great plug that you just did right there because uh, in two episodes of this very podcast, I will have the pleasure of interviewing some WWE star of the past. Yes. And hearing their quick picks for the Royal Rumble. And I'll have to defend my quick pick championship against whomever I'm talking to. All I can say is that they are going in very, very confident. Oh. 
They they've been listening to okay. us. They're they're very aware. I've given them our notes. They're, oh like, wow! They're, they're aware of where things stand. They've That's been watching incredible. every week. Like it's very very tight negotiations. But okay, I, I can't really say much more than that. So we're gonna go on to the second hot tag. Well, I got to give you credit because that I'm very excited now. You should be. All right. So the the second hot tag will move right along. We have Mace, a member of Retribution, facing off with xavier woods and i kind of have to pause when i'm saying that because no kofi kingston involved and also i I thought they were doing a storyline with ricochet so we get a very interesting turn of events here yeah well you know, to, to explain it just a little bit, because I know this is like the second or third week now that yes. ha- that Ali and his band of merry men have <laughs> gone after Xavier Woods, except they're not actually going after Xavier Woods. Right, He right. He is some kind of pawn, I guess you could say. Yeah. Because the, the actual attack is aimed at Kofi. Maybe more of like the sacrificial yes, lamb. Yes, that's, that's a better one. So Kofi has a broken jaw. I know. We, we learned this oh. from, I, well, I believe we actually learned it from Michael Cole, but it was during a Mustafa Ali promo. Yeah. Because Ali explained that he's going to be entering the Rumble and taking Kofi's place. Similar to the way that Kofi did two years ago at the 2019 Royal Rumble. Yeah, so I'm really devastated, actually. Like, Kofi Kingston is a trademark, you know, superstar in the Royal Rumble. There's not going to be any special saves. No pogo stick chair, no dance on the the barricade, like, nothing. Yeah, so go on YouTube and look up Kofi Kingston in the Royal Rumble. Because... He has amassed over his, what, 15-year career by now yes. that uh, every year in the Rumble, he looks like he's going to be eliminated and finds some spectacular feat that saves him and he's allowed to re-enter the match, yeah, which a, is fantastic. He's a highlight of the Rumble. Never the winner, but a highlight of the Rumble. Absolutely. And now, for our 2021 Rumble, we are going to be missing that spot. Right. So, Mustafa Ali, though used exactly what this podcast talked about in our previous episodes when we discussed that uh, Kofi Mania was allowed to happen due to injuries to Mustafa Ali. And now that storyline has been turned on its head and Mustafa Ali is the one getting this great opportunity out of the unfortunate circumstances surrounding Kofi Kingston. Um, So... Just have to say, if you were tuning into our last episode, I said I was going to present some kind of award to somebody in WWE for listening to the Chamber Pod and paying attention to what it is Shamanda says. Because it's happened again. Who is getting this award you keep talking I'm not, about? I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say, but you know, we need to start a new segment, and it should be called Shamanda Says. All right, I'm on board. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe that'll be our GM mode title Ooh, that would be very Shamanda fun. Says. Saman- yeah. Yeah. So, but back on topic, um, all of this is in build for the Royal Rumble. Yes. And what's going to take place in the match. 
and there are some cool things that they did here. I, I have questions, but that's the intention. You want to be left with questions going into one of these big shows. Absolutely. And so we're looking at, did they scrap the Ricochet story? Or did they give Ricochet and Xavier an ally in each other? Are they, because obviously Xavier Woods doesn't have the rest of the New Day around right. him. So we're looking at, Xavier needs somebody to fight against Retribution. Ricochet's been fighting against Retribution this whole time. And ahaha, I present a third option. I think Xavier might be that lamb when it comes to Ricochet's heel turn. So he's going to be a twice-sacrificed lamb? That is that is correct. We might need a new countdown. <laughs> So, uh, I, I believe, tell us the finish of this match, if you can recall. Um, I know that Xavier Woods won, mm. but was then very bu- brutally attacked by Retribution and Mustafa Ali, where Ali then once again got into Woods' face. Right. And essentially yelled at him. To deliver his message to Kofi. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And that, that just drives further the point that this actually has nothing to do with Xavier Woods. Right. He just happens to be the one on program. Yeah. So, uh, I, I thought it was pretty good. I, I didn't have an issue with it, per se. Mostly because we are in close proximity to the Royal Rumble, and I'm just very interested to see how it plays out. Exactly. Everything right now has been kind of been good it's been okay what really matters is how it finishes on sunday exactly i don't know that i want to see this persist beyond that no yeah so uh let's i'm gonna tag it over to you all right well from that we get a lovely opportunity for matt riddle he has been told that he's gonna go through a gauntlet match with the hurt business excuse me no we talked about this over the last several episodes. You're right. You're right. They do have a new name. My apologies. I'll, I'll start over. Matt Riddle gets a gauntlet match between himself and the They Hurt Business. Yeah, They Hurt Business. That's exactly what they do. But they didn't. Oh, oh, really? Yes. Okay. This was actually very good. I so- better strap myself down and put my seatbelt on because yes. this... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It actually went really, really well. Okay. So, obviously, there's some shenanigans before the match and all of that. But right. when they get to the match, it's Shelton Benjamin, Cedric Alexander, and MVP. Yes. So, they continued the implosion angle that we've all been loving. Bravo. Thank you. Less of they hurt business. Yes. So... Riddle goes on to defeat all three, but most notably, he defeated Shelton Benjamin because of Cedric's distraction. That's right. That's right. It was a really good spot. Yes. It's, you know, it still looks unintentional, but it is pretty blatantly intentional regarding the two of them. So Riddle wins and he is granted a United States title match with Bobby uh, at the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I I mean, I'll be honest, I'm not big on Matt Riddle. Everybody knows how I feel about the business. Um I I mean, it's fine. This is it, it that's how I feel about this bit. Right. It's fine. 
We needed, I guess, a contender against Bobby Lashley at the Royal Rumble. Uh, I, I doubt that it will stop at just their U.S. title match. I'm sure it will bleed into the Rumble as well, the actual Rumble match. That's likely, I, I should say. And and you're right, it was just fine. But I'll take fine over what they've been giving yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, we didn't have to suffer through a, you know, Prob- high, high <laughs> thoughts Matt Riddle. Yeah. We didn't have to suffer through all that much of they hurt business. Exactly. Um, you know, it, it was good. And actually, I got to give credit to all of the men involved in this match because it was a pretty enjoyable gauntlet match. Yeah. And I know they've been using, they've been going to the well a couple of times now for this gauntlet match style. But to be honest with you, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. And, and it's been working. So exactly. I can't be that upset. I'm just hoping that the yes. rumble is that implosion. I And I have every belief that it will be. There, I see no indication why the final implosion and the internal combustion of They Hurt Business comes at the rumble whether it's in the rumble or in bobby's match yeah. or like when exactly is still yet to be determined it's up for grabs and, but i do think it's coming and then an even smarter move within that is the fact that that next monday is going to be all the more exciting because you're gonna watch mvp try to keep it all together or pick up the pieces of what happened at rumble, exactly so. So I'm going to tag you back in and ask you about what is going on between Lacey, Ric Flair, and Charlotte. What? Explain it to me a little bit. Well, so they're they're just continuing it. I'm a little I'm a little upset actually about where it's going. I've been oh. really happy with it. Yeah. But this is the perfect type of storyline to finally put somebody over Charlotte Flair. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to happen. I, I'm, I'm making that prediction now. Full prediction um, number but, one. But tune on into Quick Picks because it'll be there as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I mean, Lacey gets the better of Charlotte. Again, classic uh, wrestling rules state. The person that goes over on the go-home edition right. winds up paying the favor back on the programming that follows, which happens to be the pay-per-view. Yeah. But that's what this character can't afford. It's like debuting Carmella and having her lose every match she's in. That's it, not a great move. It, it's not a great move. You can win on programming all week long, all month long. But when you show up to the pay-per-view and you get schooled by the soon-to-be three-time Hall of Fame legend, and what will eventually be another multi-time Hall of Famer in Charlotte, you're losing all credibility. Nobody is going to believe in Lacey anymore if she's just discarded of in the Royal Rumble match, and that's what I fear. So we got um, Lacey and Charlotte eventually square off in a match after what will only be considered as infinite amounts of botchas. Yes, that w- they were what? Two of, of six? It was a six-woman tag? Yeah, eventually in? it got up to a, a six-woman okay. tag, but uh, it was horrible in how it got there. We'll yeah. talk about that later. But um, essentially, uh, after the match, Charlotte goes backstage and finds Ric Flair 
her father, with his arms wrapped around Lacey Evans. Um, and she's not thrilled about this. Obviously. As, as one I mean, can they imagine. Were, they were in what? They were in a dressing room, right? They were backstage somewhere in a in some off room. Yes. Yeah. So I think he was Lacey was asking him about like how to break different holds. Right. And Charlotte's just standing there in the door. Yeah, obviously, obviously the tension very high yes. in that moment. Um, and so Lacey leaves, allowing Charlotte an opportunity to confront Rick. And so she does, talking about his womanizing lifestyle has not changed. He continues to be the same man he always was, you know, yeah. like, Kind of calling him out as a father, even. Well, saying I mean, she, she she pretty much blatantly says, you were never home. That, you, I'm the one who was there for our family because right. we weren't. <laughs> and and so, really, I mean, strong promo work and, you know, carrying on this feud. But um, Lacey, obviously, at some point had heard enough and uh, returns to the room Gives her finisher, the woman's right, yes. uh, a, a nice strong punch to Charlotte in the back of the head and forces Rick to leave the room despite the clear indication on Rick's face and body language that maybe this had gone too far and he wanted to tend to his daughter right. Charlotte. Uh, for any father, that would be a very difficult thing to Absolutely. to watch. and And not only watch, but have the knowledge that you were kind of a reason exactly for and then like so as Lacey's dragging him by the arm she's asking him about the woo like what how do you do the woo and you know he helped like you can hear them both wooing as yeah. they walk away from charlotte on the floor to me this 100 percent reeks of rick turning on Lacey at the rumble uh and and rick will be the reason why Lacey is eliminated, and then there will be the happy reunion between father and daughter. Sure. Um, but yeah, I, I, the the segment I thought was fine. It, it's interesting. I like the storyline going into Rumble, but I'm disappointed because I really thought this was going to be the opportunity for Lacey Evans. Yeah, I I had high hopes for her, but this shows that they at least want to do something with her. So. Hopefully that means she gets a bigger spot in the future and yep. does finally get that one, that one over on Charlotte. But from that interesting story Yeah, I'm going to tag you back in. Yes, we're going to jump over to probably one of the best storylines that they have going on Raw right now, which is, it's got, the match was Alexa versus Asuka for the women's title. But prior to that, Randy Orton had a promo. Is essentially the same one as he gave last time. His mask is on. He's got his burns. Uh, it's the classic style. And he's essentially just saying, I'm the best and I'm going to win the Rumble. Like, exactly. Classic Rumble. Yes. So, But immediately following it, we get Alexa's playground. She's talking to whomever her little friend in the ring is that nobody else can see. Um, she talks about Randy's promo. She makes a comment like, oh, did you see what we did to his face? Right. Yeah, I think he looks better too. You get to see some cutaways, flashbacks, things like that. And eventually, she looks down, opens her eyes, and the Fiend's voice through Alexa yep. says, let me in. Right. And then the promo ends. So, eventually, down on down the card, 
we get to the title match between Asuka and Alexa because she is ready to win her shiny new toy. The Raw Women's Championship. Yes. So during the match, it's again, it's good, just like the last one. And we get that reality glitch again. Yeah, yeah. So we get to see Alexa in her dark clothing, and she's in the corner doing the little backbend thing. Yeah, that, right. That Bray, Bray always does. Classic. Yep. Um, she comes over, and she's actually able to get the mandible claw in this time. Right. So last week, obviously, they had a match, and we talked about how Alexa was unable to get exactly. the mandible claw in, that, and we thought that was fantastic. This time, she gets it in. And it looks like we're about to have a new Raw Women's Champion just six days before the Royal Rumble. But then... I I think something happened um, out of nowhere? (laughs) Exactly. He slithers on up into the ring, stands behind her, she feels his presence, and turns around, bam! RKO. Exactly. Randy Orton hit Alexa with the RKO why or shortly after she let go of the mandible claw. Right. And I gotta say, it was probably one of my favorite things they've done on P- on TV. It was great. I, I have no complaints about it, barring one. I, I actually do have one complaint about it. Oh? But I want to talk about first Alexa's playground. Yes. Because that segment was fantastic she does this character so well i I think it's a match made in heaven for her yes she for quite some time has wanted to um you know test out this darker side of her character uh of course she was a heel when she first broke through twisted bliss has come on a whole new meeting exactly exactly it's um it's entertaining just as much as it is creepy, and that's why we stay with it. Exactly. It's not over the line, it's not too far. And it works beautifully with The Fiend and Bray Wyatt. And it balances well with the characters that are written. So it that was really, really fun. Also, Randy appeared in the ring, I'm not sure if you said, but with no mask on. So oh, right. we got to see the fullness of the fireball damage that happened yes. earlier. And, and we're not talking about the shots. Yes, Alexa burned his face, and it yeah. and it showed. Right, exactly, and and they again complimenting that makeup team, or you know if they are real burns, I'm sorry, Randy Orton, yeah, because, because they they looked painful. They looked like they were blistering, even still at this moment. I swear, I think his nose is like three sizes bigger. Yeah, yeah, they they have done a really good job, and it's super believable. Now for my issue, I. I don't know what happened. Yeah, the, the bell didn't ring. So this whole thing, we talked about it, you know, a couple of weeks ago, but again, a cliffhanger. We have no idea how the match actually ended. And also, why was the referee not calling for the bell almost immediately? Again, it brings home this idea. Are we watching reality? Because when the lights go out, and they come back on. Everything is disjointed. And some things yeah. that exist in reality continue to exist. But most things in reality Are gone. no longer exist. You know, as, So, did the match stop? I don't know. But as, as I think, once she hits her little dark side, 
The ref isn't even in the ring. That's what I mean. It, 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 like, they're nowhere to be found before she even put in the mandible claw. So what... And if that's true, and that's something that's happening outside of the will of Alexa Bliss, is it the will of somebody else to not have her be successful? Because we... The rules are just so unclear, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It allows a lot of creative flexibility within the creation of these moments. Exactly. But I, as a viewer, am left wondering what is actually possible. Yeah. And destruction is apparently the only answer I need. This is also the go-home to the rumble, so... All of our answers, I'm sure, are coming. Yes, I'm very excited. And also, it should be really good seeing Alexa in the Rumble now. I completely agree. My only question is, is somebody else going to return for Randy? I don't know, but that wouldn't that be something? Mm-hmm. All righty. So that wraps up our hot tags. I think, I think we both uh, deserve... A bit of a cool down, but instead of a cool down, we're going to go right into our countdown. <laughs> Tell the viewers what we're counting down. We are going to start. We have number five and number four tonight on our countdown. We are counting down the top 10 Royal Rumble winners of all time. We are looking at their entire resume. However, you are required to have one at least one time to make it onto our list. Exactly. So. We actually, tonight, is going to be our edition of two-time Royal Rumble winners. Yes, our winners tonight, our two winners we're talking about tonight, have a combined four wins. They also have a combined four times being a runner-up. That's incredible. So, obviously, we are now seeing the cream of the crop when it comes to Royal Rumble participants we're now at the point, our top five, you have to have won this thing multiple times yeah, just about, right? Just, just about. Or, if, or you, ha- if you haven't, you better be really damn impressive in your win. Yeah, so let's start off our countdown with number five, none other than the, the game. game, Triple H. It is time to play once again. So, Triple H won this match, the Royal Rumble, twice. He won in 2002 and 2016. And he was also, as Amanda mentioned, a two-time runner-up. He did this in back-to-back years, in 2008 and 2009. But we'll talk about his two wins for our countdown. In 2002, Triple H entered at number 22. Hey, your favorite number. It is my favorite number, and also being in 2002, I think they just went with the twos, That's a lot of twos. Um, So his runner-up was the gold medal Olympian, Kurt Angle. Was his neck broken? Uh, Not yet. Not yet. It might have been later, (laughs) but who knows? Maybe Triple H broke it. We don't actually know. (laughs) But Kurt Angle had seven eliminations in this match. My God. Yeah, and and just for the folks listening, there are 29 eliminations. We had seven of them. almost Almost a fourth. Wow. Of the match's eliminations. Well, how many did the winner have? Uh, The winner of the match only had four. Dang, all right. But obviously one of them was named... Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, so... um, But um, Triple H was in the match for 23 minutes. 
Uh, Stone Cold lasted four minutes longer. I'm I'm assuming that is our Iron Man for the match. Yes. Um, and every other superstar lasted less than 17 minutes. How does that work out? So there were five superstars who lasted between nine and 16 minutes. Wow. Four superstars who lasted between five and seven minutes. Okay. And obviously you have... Kurt and Triple H, who both lasted over 20. Right. And the other 19 superstars in this match each lasted less than five minutes. 19. So nearly two-thirds of the Royal Rumble participants could not crack it for more than five minutes. No. That's... Phenomenal. So, I mean, people were just running into the match and running right out. Pretty much. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure there were like five or six who didn't even make it to the next buzzer. That's remarkable. What domination. I, I, that kind of explains how somebody could have seven eliminations. Exactly. People were just coming in and out. So, the match ended seven minutes after the final superstar, number 30, Booker T, entered the match. And... Uh, Triple H just was able to do it. He had Kurt Angle's number, and he dialed it up, and it was a (laughs) long-distance call because he threw him right over the top rope and out of the ring. Uh, This led to Triple H defeating Chris Jericho for the Undisputed Championship at WrestleMania 18, Uh, and that was just half of his resume for uh, our countdown. I can't wait to know what else he's done. So in 2016, we had one of the more memorable Royal Rumbles yes. to date. Yes. Because it was bigger than just your average Royal Rumble. It was a one versus all Royal Rumble. Yes. And it was for the WWE Championship. Is that correct? That is correct. And so that means that the champion has to enter at number one. That's it exactly just, right. That's how it works. So Roman Reigns comes in at number one. Yes, and he was uh, he was champion at the time. And this was part of the um, authority storyline. It was him pitted up very much so against the management of WWE. Yes. And they said, you know what? We don't want you to have the title anymore. So the Rumble is not for a chance at the title. It is for the title. And if Roman doesn't win, Roman's not champion anymore. Exactly. So uh, Triple H was entrant number 30, but a fun fact about that entry, Sheamus entered before Triple H in terms of the draw order. But Sheamus did not enter the match until after Triple H had already climbed in. So even though he was the 30th entrant, he was not the last man to enter the match. Uh, The runner-up in this case wasn't even Roman Reigns the champion. He had already been eliminated by that point. But his shield brethren, Dean Ambrose, who is now with AEW and better known as John Moxley, uh, was in fact the runner-up of this match. Triple H was in the match for about eight or nine minutes, so we're seeing a lot of dominance in a short amount of time, which makes Triple H an even greater Royal Rumble competitor. 
but Roman, the reigning champion, lasted an hour in the match. Did he, though? Well, now, see, once your entrance music hits, your time in the match technically starts. Oh, okay. But as for how much wrestling you do has no bearing on the clock being started or stopped. Oh, I understand. So that so even though he was outside the ring for probably half of his time, I yeah. mean Rusev put him through a table at one point. Yeah, so essentially the, the thought process was if we dismantle the champion and wreck him all night, there's no way he can retain. Right. So we're going to do as much damage to him as possible and then that means there'll be a new champion. So management will be happy, and shoot, maybe I'll be happy, because I'll be champion. Uh, for, for Rusev, that, that was not the it case. It did not work. But, um, but he might have helped Triple H in that endeavor by putting Roman through the table. Right. But yeah, Roman uh, was outside of the ring for just about half of his time um, in the match. So almost a half an hour, there was no champion in the match. Exactly. Um. But Roman had five eliminations before he was ultimately sent out of the match. And um, Chris Jericho also lasted around 50 minutes. Uh, It was longer than the combined times of 15 other superstars. So half of the match could not uh, amount to 50 minutes. And uh, Triple H had four eliminations. This match marked the debut of my favorite WWE wrestler at the time. AJ Styles, um, boy, was that he he entered in I believe at number three. He was the first yeah, he was early live match, match yeah. entrant, um, and gosh, that was exciting. The building really erupted back back when fans were able right. to be in attendance. Um, so that was super exciting, and Triple H did win this match and become, I believe, this was his last championship win. Yes. Um, or most recent, we should say, yes. because he is still technically an active wrestler. Right. Um, which I think puts him at 14. I'll have to check that number and get back to everybody. But I think it puts him at 14 championship reigns. And uh, unfortunately, that reign did not last very long. No. Because Roman was able to come back and defeat Triple H for that same championship at WrestleMania. 32. Yes, and I will say Triple H is is nothing if not consistent. Yeah. Four eliminations in both rumbles, two back-to-back runner-ups, two wins. He's a pretty safe bet when it comes to the rumble if he's going to be in it. Yeah, I'll say if I know that he's going to be in it, he's going to be at the top of my prediction sheet. Yes. Um but, but he's only number 5. Only number 5. That means there's four better Royal Rumble competitors. Which and one are we talking about now? Well, I, I I can't see him. No? No, I can't see him. I, no? I, he, he is not in my visible line of sight. Well, that's because he's John Cena. You can't see him. <laughs> John Cena's also a two-time winner. He won in 2008 and 2013. He's also a two-time runner-up. He won in 2005 and 2010. So he's close to doubling himself. Yeah, it's it's impressive because his um in this span of what, 8 years, he won it twice and was the last man eliminated twice. Exactly. So he he is an absolute Royal Rumble machine. Yes. So in 2008, 
It was New York City, Madison Square Garden. And then they get to, they dwindle, dwindle, dwindle down. And then entrant number 30 and his music hit. And everybody goes nuts. He was a surprise entrant for the match considering that he had torn his pectoral just nine months earlier. Yeah, so this is probably one of the most famous injuries and therefore recoveries in professional wrestling history. Yes. Uh, The reports, now whether or not they're embellished, I have no idea, but all reports indicate that John Cena tore his pectoral muscle completely off of his shoulder. It was completely detached. And the recovery time for that injury on the good side is about nine months. Yes. And more likely you're out for 12 to 14 months. Exactly. He came back in just about nine. I think it might have even been shorter than nine months. I think it's it's, it's somewhere in that range. Yeah. Either way, very, very impressive. So Triple H was his runner-up. Uh, John Cena had four eliminations. Triple H had six. Um... John Cena was in the match for a total of eight and a half minutes. But the fun fact with that is that it took two minutes for the final nine superstars. So that includes Cena to become the final three superstars. Absolutely incredible because that means there's eight men in the ring waiting for John Cena to get there. Exactly. And when he does step foot, start the clock and, uh, you know, like, It's so fast. Two minutes is not a lot of time to see six men thrown over the top rope and hit the floor. But that's exactly what happened. Gosh, it was fast. Lightning quick. Absolutely. And Triple H, his runner-up, entered only one spot before him. So really, it's the two of them clearing the ring. Exactly. Exactly. And Triple H, of course, being the runner-up, essentially, they're just throwing each other out, going crazy. And then finally it gets down to those two who just for two minutes ran the entire show. Exactly. So that event, Cena wins the Rumble, and this goes on. And at Mania 24, Randy Orton defeats John Cena and Triple H for the WWE Championship. So I'd be curious to see, but I believe my memory serves me correct. I think John Cena was the first person to win from that number 30 spot. I don't believe anybody had won from entrant number 30 up until 2008 when John Cena did it. Right. And to place Randy Orton in this entire feud, I believe he was the second runner-up of this match. So that final three we talked about were those three men. Right. And... That wraps up 2008. So then in 2013, John Cena was entrant number 19. He had four eliminations. He was in the match for almost a half hour. Uh, his runner-up was Ryback, who entered at number 30 mm. and had five eliminations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Ryback, uh, gosh, I haven't thought about Ryback I know. for a long time. Probably not since we met him at uh, yeah, WrestleCade. That's, that's right. We did meet him at WrestleCade. Um, but... So, John Cena winning this Rumble match, I don't think is as big, but it is the boost to his resume. Because he probably would have landed on this list similar to Rey Mysterio just after the one win. Right. If Rey Mysterio wins another Royal Rumble, you know, post our countdown, we'll have to adjust the rankings because Rey Mysterio will shoot way up to the top. Right. But 
that that's kind of what happened with John Cena. John Cena would have been in that six to seven range, but here he is winning another one, eliminating an absolute mammoth of a man in Ryback, and uh, and then ultimately where his first Rumble win did not result in a championship victory, his second Royal Rumble win did. And he beat an icon of the industry. Yes. Um. So, John Cena goes to WrestleMania 29 and defeats The Rock for the WWE Championship. And... This is part of their massive mania feud that spanned entire years. In fact, the very next night after WrestleMania 29, The Rock challenged John Cena again at WrestleMania. He said, okay, we did this in your neck of the woods. Now we got to do it in my neck of the woods. Exactly. And who's not going to tune in to see that? So yeah. they, they were easily able to milk that feud for multiple years, as you said. But that wraps up our countdown. Yes, it does. So that moves us right on into one of my favorite things that we do, which is Bacha. So our first thing up on Bacha this week is the awkward transitions regarding the women's matches. You, you started to talk about this earlier. Tell the people more. Yeah, so this is all encapsulated into some of that stuff we were talking about with Lacey Evans and Charlotte Flair, but essentially there was, I believe, a one-on-one match going on. Yes, it was supposed to be Charlotte versus Shayna. Charlotte and Shayna leading up for their tag team bout coming up at Royal Rumble. Well, that match has a really awkward finish where... Nia attacks her. Yeah, it was it was just strange how it all came to be. So they restart the match, or they add people to the match. I don't even know how it was going. But it leads to another match, and that match has an awkward finish. So they're like, hmm, okay, let's try this a third time, and finally we get a six-woman tag. Yeah. I'm saying this is a botcha it's a botcha to my memory because it's failing me right now. It's a botcha to the booking because I don't know who came up with that garbage. And it's a botcha to everybody involved in Monday Night Raw except for the women that were doing this match because they had no fault. It's not their fault that, no. that they got put into this situation. But boy, it, oh boy, was it yeah. bad. It was just, it was incredibly awkward. Uh, so then our second botcha goes to AJ Styles and R-Truth. And essentially the best way that I can put this is stay in your lane. AJ Styles is an absolute talent. He deserves better than this business with R-Truth. And R-Truth is great at what he does. He is a comedy act and he should remain that. Because that's what he's comfortable in. That's what he does. He's been in the business a long time, and I don't mean to say that he couldn't handle a legitimate character. But at the moment, he doesn't have that real threat right. persona. So I just didn't need to see this crossover. No. And the only way that I'd be okay with it is if AJ Styles went to management backstage and said, Excuse me, Mr. Adam Pierce, you're you not-so-authority authority figure. Put me in a match with R-Truth because I respect him. I like him. The whole business looks up to R-Truth as, 
like one of the originals. He may not look as old as he is. He's in fantastic shape. But R-Truth was in WCW. Right. He has been around the He's business a for a long time and people do respect him. So if AJ Styles said, you know what? I need a chance to wrestle R-Truth and that's why we got this match. Great. But if it, not, why are we getting it? Yeah, it and was unnecessary a, filler. An extra boccia. I'm going to put two boccias on it because our truth got pinned. And he's a 24-7 champion. So why is AJ not the 24-7 champion? That was, that's definitely a plot hole for WWE to, to fill in for us. It, yeah. doesn't, it does not make sense. But for the last boccia, I'm going to go with the Edge promo. And now... Be- before anybody gets upset, I know it sounds crazy. Edge in a botcha? How can that be? Yeah. It's there because they wasted Edge. Yeah. It shouldn't have happened. He he did the promo and he's getting very emotional about his comeback and, and all that, which is great. But they should have kept him as a surprise entrant for the Royal Rumble. He should not have announced his return. Yeah, very few people. I, I can't really think of any off of the top of my head get to enter the Royal Rumble as a surprise entrant because of injury two years in a a row. Exactly. And that's exactly what we would have gotten. Now, Edge did address this on his Twitter page shortly after Monday Night Raw. He mentioned that it wouldn't feel the same. It wouldn't be the same environment because there are no fans there. So those surprises really kind of hinge on the availability of the WWE universe. And he said, this isn't about my return. This is about getting back my championship that I never Never lost. lost. And that was part of his thread throughout the promo. But I, I understand where he's coming from. I understand why they booked it the way they did. They want a little bit more hype going into rumble. Now we know edge is a part of it. Exactly. But I kind of agree. I, as a fan, I, as a viewer, wouldn't have been disappointed by all of a sudden Randy Orton's in the ring and here comes Edge to kind of blow things up. Exactly. I thought Edge was fantastic. I was just disappointed by this particular writing decision. Yeah. But what happened, moving on a little bit, what has happened today in history? So yeah, we're going to close up Bacha and move on to this day in wrestling and... Today, in wrestling, 21 years ago, in a television taping, Mankind defeated The Rock. We're getting a lot of appearances from The Rock in this. In an empty arena match to win the WWF Championship. And the reason why we have this is it's kind of a little bit of that Twilight Zone type situation. Because right now... All that exists are empty arena matches. Exactly. In WWE. And 21 years ago, there was an empty arena match. But it wasn't for a pandemic or a health crisis. No. Or, you know, there was a Raw a couple of years ago where nobody could make it it to taping because of a snowstorm. That wasn't the situation. This was planned. This was booked. This was an idea. To tape the match earlier in the day before the regular show where they have, you know, admission. Uh, The match aired during the halftime of the Super Bowl. It was Super Bowl 31, and it was called Halftime Heat. They, of course, 
revitalized that segment of halftime heat, I believe, last year for last year's I think Super so, Bowl. yeah. It was part of an aggressive ad campaign for the WWF. Because WWF also had a straight-up Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, and actually go back in history and watch that Super Bowl commercial. It's available on YouTube. It is one of the best Super Bowl commercials I have ever seen. And certainly a great spot for pro wrestling. Absolutely. Millions of viewers. You can't beat the Super Bowl. No, it's the best. And that's why it's such a huge part of history. And I'm glad we're covering it today on the Chamber Pod. Me too. But now we got to... You gotta get in the zone. Okay. You in the All zone? All right. I, you know, what kind of zone do I have? The auto zone? Do I do I need to get in the strike zone? What 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 zone? I'm lost. You need to help get, me. You need to get in the time zone. The time zone. Because we're gonna beat the clock. Okay. All right. Let's go. Let's beat the clock. So number one, for what's gonna come up on SmackDown, we're gonna get some kind of response from Roman Reigns to Kevin Owens after everything that unfolded last week. Yeah, uh, Roman Reigns looks beatable, and that isn't something we've seen out of the Tribal Chief character. Paul Heyman looks like he has not as much a grip on the situation as he once did. They were running the show, remember? Exactly. And now Adam Pierce is running the show. Oh, it's going to be good. I'm also really really hoping that we get an announcement for a triple threat at the Inter- Intercontinental title at I Royal Rumble. Would love this. We talked about it in our GM mode. We want to see this triple threat play out. Apollo's been great. Big E is an awesome Intercontinental champion and Sami Zayn has been utter Phenomenal. gold. Phenomenal. So then the other, the last thing that I'm looking forward to is the continuation of the Sasha Carmella storyline. I just want to see what's going to happen next on the go home before the Royal Rumble between those two women. Exactly. I have only one question. Where do you go from here? Because they went with Sasha and Reginald, the sommelier, last week. So is this a promo battle? Is this an in-your-face type segment? What are we going to get between these two to ultimately lead to the explosion at Royal Rumble. I think we're going to get some kind of, like you said, promo battle, or we're going to get some sort of stimulation proposed and stipulation proposed and a contract signing. But speaking of Sasha. I know. I'm so excited. I'm happy to be the, fir- the first in my heart to wish Sasha Banks a very happy birthday. She has quite a history in the WWE at such a young age. I know. She is turning 29 today. Wow. And has already become a SmackDown Women's Champion, the very first women's tag team champion. She was involved in all of these matches for the very first time in their iteration for women. An Iron Man match, a Hell in a Cell match, a Royal Rumble match, an Elimination Chamber match. She has hit all of these firsts. Had multiple reigns with the Raw Women's Championship. She's obviously known as one of the four horsewomen of NXT. And this year was named Sports Illustrated's Wrestler of the Year. That is fantastic for Sasha. She's killing it right now. And I can't wait to see what she does at the Rumble. But I'm going to say a happy birthday to her birthday buddy. Ooh. Hawk of... Hawk and Animal from the Road Warriors, also known as the Legion of Doom. 
You saw, we saw them wrestle everywhere from the AWA to the NWA to WWE, WWF. I think they were in WCW for a time. They might have had a stint in TNA. Like, they've been everywhere. They have. They've been all over the map. They are the only tag team, as far as I'm aware, to win the tag team titles in the AWA, the NWA, and the WWE. Incredible. And this is a posthumous happy birthday because, unfortunately, we lost Hawk in 2003 um, in 2005, Animal actually tagged with, I can't remember who at the moment, but he tagged with somebody else and won the title one more time in honor of Hawk. Wow. And that's the last time either of them held a title. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, a very happy birthday and opportunity to remember one of the greatest tag teams of all yes. time. And Hawk, a big part of that. So... That wraps up our episode of The Chamber Pod. Thank you so much for listening. We've beaten the clock once again. You'll have to tune in for our episode covering SmackDown. It should be up on Friday night. Yes. Right after SmackDown goes off the air. We're going to record right then. Get our fresh thoughts for it. That way we can be all set up. We'll have our quick picks available on Saturday. Yes. And then the big show, the Royal Rumble. If he's in it, I might throw something. I love that, man. I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> if the big show's in the Royal that'd be great. Yeah, absolutely. But the Royal Rumble this Sunday on WWE Network. Gotta watch it. It'll be fantastic. It's the most exciting night of the year and it starts the road to, to WrestleMania. WrestleMania. So make sure you like that button, hit the subscribe, get us on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts. We are on Spotify and you can find our link on RSS.com backslash podcast backslash Shamanda. So Thank you so much for tuning in. We love all of our pod people. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.